Hi, this is Anna East Eden. You're listening to Hollywood and Beyond with your host, Stephen Brittingham. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hi, friends and listeners. This is host Stephen Brittingham. Do you happen to have a question or a comment for me? Or perhaps you feel that you might make an interesting guest here on Hollywood and Beyond. Whatever your reason may be, please feel free to contact me anytime directly at the show's official email address. That would be Hollywood and Beyond Show at gmail.com. That is Hollywood and Beyond Show at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you soon. Hi, friends and listeners. This is host Stephen Brittingham. You are just moments away from my interview with the star and one of the producers of Danger One, James Jurdy. Before the interview begins, here is the official audio version of the trailer for the exciting film Danger One. Thank you. All available units, single vehicle crash, injuries reported. Let's rock and roll. Get that money, 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 money. How bad is it? Puncture wound just below the ribs. Blood pressure dropping quick. What? Homeboy somehow jammed a million dollars in here. Just let the hospital deal with it. Let's just imagine. Let's say we don't turn it in. And we just keep it. I'm, I'm not hearing this. What does this money belong to? Hi. Drug cartel? Maybe. Hello. Anyone that was involved in this is going to walk away, man. Awesome. What about the cops, then? Max and I, we got this in. Let's play it three ways and we don't tell anybody. I don't want any part of this. This is all you. You know that old saying, don't look a gift horse in the mouth? When someone gives you a nice gift, you don't act like a little bitch. Someone's following us. I think it's him. Yeah, it's him. Maybe we need to get rid of him. He's my best friend. What you gonna do? Where's the money? I want my money! Now you can ride in the ambulance. Welcome to Hollywood and Beyond, friends and listeners. This is actor and writer Stephen Brittingham, your host. Thank you for listening. Uh, I really appreciate it so very much. You're listening to the home of meaningful interviews. My guest today is the multi-talented James Jurdy, actor, screenwriter, producer, director. Uh, he does it all, and he does it all exceptionally well. He is here today to discuss his new film, Danger One, and he's also not only appearing in the film, but is also a producer. A few years ago, he even co-starred with Rob Lowe and a Hollywood legend in a film titled Pocket Listing, and that legend was Burt Reynolds, who sadly passed away recently at age 82. 
on September 6th. Well, I'll be uh, interested in learning more about James and about Danger One and his very impressive career that just keeps on growing. So I'd like to go ahead and welcome him to the show now. James, welcome to Hollywood and Beyond. Oh, thanks so much. I'm just so happy to be talking to you and to be on your show. Well, thank you very much. It's wonderful to have you here. And I'll tell you what, the more I learn about you, the more impressed I get. Well, I thank you. you uh, I, I'm really, really impressed that you're impressed. You should be my private promoter. <laughs> hey, that sounds good to me. I, I would, That's uh, great. That's I would great. enjoy well, I doing couldn't be that. more happy to be on this show. I've heard so much about it, and I've looked forward to it for some time now. I'm really looking forward to our conversation. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. And I'll tell you what, you have a, a, a film that uh, uh, sounds very interesting to me, and you would be the best person to discuss this film. So why don't you let the listeners know about um, this uh, film uh, and, and what it's all about? Absolutely. Uh, it's a film called Danger One. It's going to be coming out nationwide in select theaters and all across VOD on this Friday, September 14th. It has a great cast, including Tom Everett Scott, Dennis O'Hare, Angelica Falaya, and uh, I play a paramedic along with Tom Everett Scott's character who goes on a 911 call, stumbles across a dead body with a million dollars on it. And uh, after some deliberation, we decided to keep the money, and everything goes wrong from there. The whole thing is set in Los Angeles over one crazy night, and uh, it's a really fun blend of action, thriller, dark comedy, and morality play. I couldn't be prouder of it. Well, the subject matter is very intriguing. I mean, it really does uh, uh, pique my interest, because like you described so well, Boy, let me tell you what, uh, that kind of situation, the viewer who might be watching the film might go, you know what, what would I do in that situation? Right, no, that's exactly it. That's, you, you hit the nail on the head because that's exactly what uh, everybody who was involved in this film was going for. We wanted the viewer and the audience to be placed in the shoes of the characters and to really ask themselves how they would handle a scenario like that because... Everybody thinks they have the answer, but when it's right there in front of you, everything starts changing. And I think that's what the film does so well. It shows how circumstances can change so quickly when you're presented with that kind of a scenario. Absolutely. And uh, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing it. And uh, any clips that I have seen, I've been already impressed with. So congratulations. Uh, I want to oh, wish thank you. The, you and the film a lot of success. Uh, and how about some of your co-stars that's in the film? Oh, yeah, yeah. I was, I mean, I've been very privileged so far in my career to work with some fantastic actors that I've looked up with for so many years. And uh, Tom Everett Scott and Dennis O'Hare were no exception. I mean, I, I grew up watching that film, That Thing You Do. You remember that great movie, That Thing You Do? Yes. And yes. just, yeah, and yeah, just to get the chance to play off as a Tom was such a privilege. I mean, a big part of this film is the kind of buddy element and the relationship and dynamic that uh, Tom's character and I share. And uh, fortunately, playing alongside with him was such a treat because he brought so much humor and so many layers to his character and uh, just made the whole process so much more dynamic and enjoyable. And uh, Dennis O'Hare does a wonderful job in this movie as well. He's a fantastic villain. I think anybody who's ever seen him play the bad guy in True Blood will be very, very entertained by his performance here because it harkens back to his great bad guy parts. Can't wait to see it. Uh, lots of talented people, like like you just described so well. Now, you also are a yeah. producer, as I mentioned previously during the introduction segment. Um, yeah. What is it like to produce and star in the same film? 
You know, it, it's it's challenging. I'm not going to lie to you. It has a lot of moving parts that you've got to keep an eye on. Uh, you need a team. Naturally, you know, no one can take full credit. You need uh, a group of people around you who know how to do the job as well as you can. Fortunately, my team at Mythmaker Productions were exceptionally skillful in being able to handle all of the various facets involved in a movie like this. And the one thing that we're so proud of is that we were able to make the movie look so much bigger than what it was uh, initially produced for. I mean, anybody who's seen this film has thought that it's in league with you know, any major studio film, and we produced it independently. So, um, you know, those are the kind of things that you have to uh, contend with as you're juggling both sides of the coin. But uh, like I said, with a good team and um, with enough determination and enough uh, belief in the material, anything is possible. Absolutely. Um, and it sounds like this film might have a lot of uh, suspense and maybe even some action in it, or am I wrong oh, about yeah, the action yeah. part? No, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, it is first and foremost an action film. It has elements of a dark comedy just because some of the situations that transpire in the film are so absurd that you can't help but laugh at how these characters have dug themselves into such a hole so fast. But above and beyond and you know, above all, it is an action film, so any fans of any action films will be will be very satisfied with what they find in store here. No doubt about it. And if folks out there, after the, listening to your interview today, uh, if they want to go and maybe see a trailer, is that currently available on YouTube? Let's say, oh uh, yeah, perhaps? yeah, it's all, it's all absolutely. It's on YouTube, at Danger One, Facebook, Danger One, Instagram. All they got to do is type in Danger One movie, and they'll find everything they need to know about it, as well as the theaters that it's going to be playing in across the country and how to order it on SVOD through platforms like iTunes or Amazon or whatever other carriers that they have at home. Well, sounds like a good one to see, listeners. So uh, if you are an action fan or if that story intrigues you as much as it does me, uh, you better head out there and see it or definitely go check out the trailer. And, and James, uh, thanks for uh, sharing your thoughts on the film and, and what it's about. And uh, let me ask you, Absolutely. so such a, um, uh, 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 an impressive career that you've uh, 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 developed and created so far. So my question to you is, um, where are you from and how uh -huh. did you first become interested in acting? Was it just by watching movies uh, itself? Uh, well I'll, I'll tell you, I got, I got the answers to both of your questions. I was actually <laughs> born and raised right here in Los Angeles, California. And my parents and dear friends would spend uh, their weekends basically taking me to movies. And I developed such a love for storytelling and performance arts and filmmaking through watching some of the great movies of my generation. And then as I, I grew older, I, I you know, went on to specialize in production and performance arts and screenwriting. So being right here in L.A., uh, you know, obviously made things more available. But I think first and foremost, I was a, a movie lover, and that's what compelled me to uh, just jump in headfirst into the movie business. I think my love of film still trumps all of the other challenges and obstacles that come with making films. I tell you what, I can relate to all that you're saying because that's how I became interested in acting <laughs> was by just watching movies myself. And, uh, right, right. I mean, that's, that's a great catalyst. I mean, you see one or two great movies and you start thinking, I want to make one of those or I want to be in one of those. 
Absolutely. And I remember uh, when my grandfather, who my grandparents raised me, James, from a very young age, Mm -hmm. when he took me to see the Muppet movie. So I'm talking about the original one, the first one. I remember leaving the theater as a very young boy holding his hand and I looked up in the sky and there was a rainbow that had fallen while we were in the theater. And I remember telling myself that, you know what, if Kermit and Gain can go to Hollywood, maybe one day I can and... Guess what? I sure did. So, um, and you sure did. So you, you you manifested that from a young age, and you made it happy. You know, it's, it's funny you mentioned Burt Reynolds because some of the early movies that I actually grew up watching were Smokey and the Bandit and Cannonball Run and uh, Longest Yard. And I just I grew up on a lot of uh, watching a lot of his films. My parents were huge fans of his. So getting the chance to eventually work with him on uh, one of his final films was definitely one of my career's honors one day. But that's just one of the one of the things that you have to keep manifesting for is, I mean, you just you really never know. I mean, sometimes those things do happen. And I'll tell you what, Bert had an impact on me, so I can also relate to that. And wow, you got to work with him. <laughs> so that's really yeah. taking it to another level. Um, you know what? Uh, how about we just go ahead and discuss that? Uh, since we, yeah, I'd love what to. was that like? Oh, no, Bert was, uh, I mean, I, I won't lie to you. When he came on the set, all of the young actors and myself were all exceptionally intimidated just because we all grew up watching so much of his material. I mean, everybody could name at least five or ten of his movies that had such tremendous influence on him. My generation's biggest Burt Reynolds movie was obviously Boogie Nights. So that was a film that had tremendous impact on all of us as we were coming of age. Um, but the moment that he walked on the set, he was just such a humble, warm, gentle spirits was such a wonderfully kind man and you could tell that he genuinely not only genuinely loved acting and what he did but he loved actors because um for some of my conversations with him on the set he informed me that he actually used to conduct uh, acting seminars in an acting school where he resided in florida and he really treated all of us like we were kind of his students i mean he immediately took a mentor interest in all the young actors in, in that film pocket listing and uh, automatically was just a team player and just wanted everybody to give it their best and to do their own. And, and having him on set was just such a tremendous honor and blessing. It's something that I'll cherish for the rest of my life. Well, that is absolutely wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. And have you happened to see um, a film that I can't recommend enough to anyone who really enjoys Bert as an actor or his films? And that is The Last Movie Star. The Last Movie Star. I, I could not have been more impressed with it. I actually... The last time that I saw Bert was over here in Los Angeles at the American Cinematheque, and they were having a private screening of it with Bert coming for a Q&A in person. And a couple of people who made the previous film that he was in, that I was in with him called Pocket Listing, made an effort to get tickets to that event and go out. And we actually shook his hand again and uh, reminded him of our work together. And he was could not have been more pleasant and warm and, and uh, just encouraging. And uh, I thought that film was just as great a... Uh, uh, a product as, as you could bring, especially the scenes where he was talking to his former self and kind mm-hmm. of cut from uh, his, a lot of his original classics. I thought that was all very, very endearing. I completely agree. Well said there, James. And it's a very sentimental film, isn't it? Very, very. I mean, you can't help but get emotional. I mean, young actors watching it have something to learn. Older actors have something to learn. People from his generation have something to learn. It's a, it's a film that really strikes a chord. It sure does. And um, thank you so much for discussing, Bert. Uh, that sounds wonderful. And you also worked with Rob Lowe, another very uh, talented yeah, well, 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 yeah, both both in the same film. I mean, I, I mm-hmm. hope you get the chance to see that film along with Danger One. It's called 
pocket lifting. Rob was uh, an absolute pleasure to work with. He, he loved that part. He came on set uh, ready to really put his trademark on it. And uh, it was such a pleasure to be in his presence and to learn from him and to work with him. He was a consummate professional and someone that I hope to work with again one day. Now, if somebody's listening out there, James, that doesn't know about that film, would you mind Mm -hmm. giving a brief description about what that film's about? Because I'm sure many people are going to be like, wow, I want to go see this. No, absolutely. Absolutely. It's uh, actually a film that I wrote. So it was a a very near and dear film to me. And, uh, you know, I wind up coming together as as well as any film could have with such an incredibly talented cast. It's about a, a disgraced real estate agent played by myself who gets a comeback chance at a huge deal by selling a Malibu villa for a corrupt couple, a couple being Rob Lowe and his wife, played by the beautiful and talented Jessica Clark from True Blood. And then the complications and dark comedy and twists and turns ensue from there. Uh, it was a lot of fun, and the film was exceptionally well-received, especially in the real estate community. A couple of friends of mine are brokers, and they actually told me that uh, some major real estate firms like Keller Williams actually organize... Uh, screenings now of that film just because it kind of lampoons their industry a little bit and there haven't been too many movies that have satirized uh, real estate in in, the, in cinema recently so uh, i mean it was it was a wonderful project it was something that i'll always cherish working on especially with the content was involved and uh, it gave it and uh, it was you know got great distribution it was distributed by mgm's orion pictures one of the one of the great all-time distributors and then it you know, all of that paved way to my recent project now, Danger One. So it's, it's been a uh, uh, blessed trajectory from one project to the next. Well, congratulations. That is just absolutely wonderful. I'm so happy for you. So now I have two films that I want to go see right away that you are in, James. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I could not encourage you to do so more. Watch Danger One first because that comes out this Friday. Yes. And then, you know, over the weekend or whenever you had a chance, go catch Park and listen. You'll, you'll, I promise you you'll be entertained. And James, I'm thinking as I was listening to you, it's one thing uh-huh. to work with legends, but they're speaking words that you actually wrote. What does that feel yes. like? Did you have? It must have been rather sur- surreal in a way. Uh, it, it was, you know, it was extremely humbling, very humbling, because you know, once upon a time, this was just a script that I was writing in my apartment, and then uh, to see it come to life with such, uh, uh, you know, immaculate and, and incredible talent. It's just, you know, literally a, a, a dream come true. I mean, that's the kind of thing that just makes you thankful and allows you to be so grateful and understand uh, life's blessings. You know, you really have to keep those things in, in mind and at heart, at heart as, as you progress through life, through all of the various uh, ups and downs that, you know, moments like that make up for it all. And it was something that I'll hold near and dear for, uh, for a long time. Well, with that kind of attitude, you will continue to go very far. Let me tell you, that's a wonderful attitude right. to be humble and grateful. Thank you. Thank you, sir. It keeps you really focused. You have to be. You really yeah. have to stay grounded yes. and just always be grateful. You know, always, always be aware. Now, so, James, you know, that's, I, that's also, a, yeah. I also thought of this. So you described that so well of, of Bert mm-hmm. and Rob and others speaking your words. Excellent description. Right. But I also thought about you. So yeah. you've experienced, uh, you know, saying lines that other screenwriters have written. But when you sure, say yeah, the words you have film. written, what's the difference like? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I always, as an actor, I always try to create something that's called character biographies, where you're kind of tracing back the character to the moment that he was conceived, to the moment that he was born, where this guy came from, how he came to be, who he was before we meet him on the first page of the script or in the first minute of the film. 
I think that gives you such greater clarity and perspective on where the character originated from. So as an actor, you know, doing another writer's work, as I did in Danger One, which was not written by me, it was written by another uh, screenwriter, you know, you really try to trace that process of try to understand his psychology up to that particular moment in time so you can see what got him there. But as a writer and an actor, it allows you to just not only understand the psychology, but almost create it and delve into it on a very, very intrinsic level. So uh, that's the advantage in that department, which is that it really just allows you to almost have an out-of-body experience and just kind of step foot in this whole other person's shoes. So that's, that's, that's the fun part for me. It's kind of just like, you know, metamorphosing into a whole other, whole other human, whole other being. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm thinking back now to what you said, how just the love of movies itself got your interest going to become an actor one day. Was there any particular films or actors that um, really influenced you as, you know, you were growing up and discovering the joy of, uh, of cinema? You know, I, I still remember the very first experience going to a film, and I still remember the film. It was a film called Midnight Run. Do you remember that movie with Robert De Niro and Charles oh, yes. Roden? A oh, fantastic buddy action comedy. In fact, mm-hmm. when we were making this latest film, Danger One, we were hoping to emulate a little bit of the rhythm in terms of the body, buddy comedy element. And I just remember falling in love with that film. Even though I was so young when it came out, I, I didn't fully assess and comprehend what it was fully about. I just remember having such a good time watching it that I knew that, you know, one day I wanted to be a part of that. I wanted to try to create that kind of magic or transport that to the audience in the same way that I was at that theater as such a, uh, a young boy. So I remember that film, I went and revisited often. I still revisit often just because it was the first time that kind of the light bulb went off in my head. You know, we're like, wait a second. I really liked it. I, I think I want to do this the same way these guys did it. Well, I'll tell you what, that's, that's just fantastic to, to listen to you share that. Um, and let's see here. When I um, uh, was researching your your uh, career and more about you, I noticed that you uh-huh. have credit listed for the Bold and the Beautiful. Right, right. That was that was uh, how I started off. Believe it or not, I oh, okay. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I was fresh out of college and I was uh, studying acting and I was uh, honing a lot of screenplays and I needed to get into the unions and, and at the time then and I think still now you couldn't really audition for a role or get a gig or try out for a part or even, you know, produce a film properly unless you were part of the unions. And uh, I uh, started off by auditioning for a lot of television and uh, a lot of soap opera. And fortunately, I was uh, admitted to be uh, a recurring kind of, uh, uh, I wouldn't say guest star, but I guess someone who was on that show uh, over... uh, I guess a couple of seasons. It started from everything from, you know, extra work to stand in work to having a couple of lines. And then I got, you know, I got enough lines to be able to be uh, Taft Hartley, I believe they used to call it then. Mm -hmm. Taft Hartley was the phrase where you would accrue enough speaking lines and enough uh, dialogue in uh, a couple of projects in order to be able to qualify for admittance into the unions. And I'll, I'll never forget the day that I went over to SEG and I uh, and was eligible to actually become a member, and then I got my card, and uh, and then I was able to progress to you know other projects. And then, as as uh, as uh, irony would have it, this evening after I finished the call from you, I'm actually going to be getting ready to screen Danger One at SAG oh, itself, wow. where they're going to be ha- yeah, where they're, where they're going to be having a. Uh, 
a, a little Q&A for Tom Scott and the key cast and myself talking about the film and how we got started. So I'm really glad you asked me that question because it gave me the chance to rehearse what I'm going to say tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and it brought everything kind of full circle. <laughs> hey, I- I'm glad to help. I'm glad to be of help, James. Why, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> You answered it <laughs> with perfection, and the bold and the beautiful. Oh, I appreciate that. Wow, that I mean, that is a a, a oh, phenomenal a show, show to I be mean, a part of. I, at the time that I was on it, I I was just blown away by what a production it was. I mean, it is a machine. Those guys mm-hmm. operate so succinctly and so seamlessly. You just cannot keep up. And uh, I was just you know the guy in the background, so I didn't have a lot of that, you know a lot of work to do in terms of uh, the character or performance. I was just there to kind of help along and try to push uh, push their credits on my resume uh, further a bit. So I was able to really sit back and observe because as you know, when you, you know, you're doing those kind of roles, you've got you've to sit around and wait for a long time. So I was able to really just sit around and observe how those kind of things are run and how production is really kind of assembled. And it actually helped me because later down the line when we were producing some other films, I hearkened back to the memories that I had on those shows and, you know, remembered how they kind of structured things and tried to emulate them. Naturally, we weren't quite as seamless as they were because they run things so perfectly on schedule. But, I mean, it's all a learning experience is what I'm trying to say. It's all one step leading to the next. Absolutely. Um, uh, It's like building blocks or or taking step by step. Right, right, right. And and what type of character did you portray on The Bold and the Beautiful? Uh, to be honest with you, I think I was one of the, well, I, I think I believe the show is about a board or a company. And I was, uh-huh. a, I was someone who was kind of a, a background player who was a member of the board who would come in basically dropping off papers, picking stuff up. I mean, uh, very bit, bit, bit stuff. But it gave me the necessary tools and understanding how a show like that is assembled and how a production of that magnitude is put together. And most importantly, it was a step up, as I said, toward getting into the unions and and allowing me to graduate to other projects. Well, thank you for sharing your um, experience on The Bold and the Beautiful. Um, definitely a well-oiled machine, like you put it. No doubt yeah, about it. And, absolutely. Um, I was thinking about your last name, James. Um, does anyone yeah. ever mistake you for being French? Yes, it's so funny that you say <laughs> that, because jeudi means Thursday in French. Okay. So it is a very common. It is a very common, uh, common occurrence, and many people <laughs> do pronounce the name Judy. So it's uh, it's perfectly fine with me. It has no problem. No problems there. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear that. And uh, yeah. And I was thinking, James, with um, your talent, and uh, I mean, you just have really um, uh, impressive uh, acting ability that I've seen so far. I'm looking forward to seeing more of your work. Um, I'm wondering in today's age with uh, Netflix and Amazon Prime, with um, you know the series that just always seems to be something new coming out that's very creative right. and artistic. So you have a background as a producer and screenwriter. Has that ever right. entered your mind about going, you know what, I might be able to come up with a series and present it to either Netflix or Amazon Prime? Uh, is that something that's appealing to you? Uh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, you really have to keep your options open in the sound. You've got to be open to changing with the tide. And I've seen some tremendous series that I have grown so addicted to that I've lost a lot of sleep. I mean, I was watching Better Call Saul recently, and then I went back and binged better, uh, Breaking Bad. So being a part of something like that in any capacity, whether it be as an actor, a writer, a producer, would just be a tremendous privilege. So 
I mean, that's something that uh, we are hoping to, you know, grow into for a while. I'll be honest with you, saying that my first love was and will always be film. So developing film and making films will always be a priority for me. But with what's coming out on television these days, it's hard to say no. So uh, that's, that's definitely, uh, we're definitely in agreement on that one. Got it. And uh, in addition to screenwriting, you have some experience as a director. Is that correct? Uh, you know, I, that was something that I kind of always wanted to leave to my peers and other individuals who came along just because I was playing a lot of jobs on the set that I felt like there needed to be another voice there in order to, you know, create a fusion between a lot of creative talents and a lot of moving parts. There are projects in the future that I hope to one day develop a, a good enough skill set to be able to direct and act and produce. But as of now, I'm, I'm really hoping to just focus on keep doing what I'm doing and, and see where the road takes me. So your experience as a director has been mostly like a co-director or like an assistant? Uh, it was, no, it was more in college when we were making short films. Oh, I had the I opportunity to, to make some short films that I directed. And I thoroughly enjoyed the process, but I realized that, you know, I, I need to be able to do the other actors and all the other crew members, as well sure. as myself, the justice of being able to have uh, various voices on the set that can kind of help navigate the ship. Because a movie production is like a, is like a ship. You know, it's got to be compartmentalized, and you've got to have different uh, department heads for different uh, compartments. So that's why um, I thought that, you know, I should stick to doing what I have really, really, um, just really uh, gotten so much experience in and I'm so passionate about, which at this point, is acting, writing, and, and putting together productions. And uh, before we conclude here, I just have a couple more quick questions, and one would be with screenwriting. What is the most challenging aspect of screenwriting that, that you've noticed for yourself? Yeah, Stay, staying consistent. I mean, I'll tell anybody, I've been asked that question before. You've got to get those, you've got to get those pages in. You know, every day you've got to write 20, 30 pages, and it's going to be, lousy on the first draft uh, even 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 the greatest screenplays if you read their first drafts were not what the movies were produced you've got to just keep rewriting writing is rewriting so you, you've got to just be determined and focused in putting the material down on paper and then once it's down on paper be extremely uh flexible in and open to uh kind of reconfiguring it and re-manipulating it and repackaging it to a point where it becomes a marketable screenplay I couldn't encourage screenwriters to take uh, more to take, you know, screenwriting classes, whether it be online or UCLA or wherever they can find them, just to understand how a script can be prepped for what they call the development depth, because it's, it's much different from where it starts as an idea in your mind to where it winds up as a film on the screen. So I think having an understanding of that will really inform your decisions as a screenwriter. And what are your future goals in the industry? Uh, do you have anything coming up around the corner or any uh, actually, goals yes, we, that you have set? Oh, absolutely, yeah. We actually have two projects that are in development, one that's being fast-tracked a little bit more than the other. And as soon as Danger One is out and about, we're going to be uh, investing a lot more time and attention on it. Hopefully, I'll be back on your show talking about it when it's ready to be released, if you'll have me. <laughs> you just read my <laughs> mind, James, because I there was just go. about to say, and this is the complete truth. I was about to say, James, that I'm having such a wonderful time speaking with you. I'm excited about your career. I hope you come back again someday. So, hey. Uh, it would be an honor and a privilege. I look forward to it. And well, I want to wish you uh, all the best uh, of, uh, all with the, the event movies. this evening with uh, Danger One. <laughs>
Well, I thank you. I couldn't appreciate it more. It's been a pleasure being on your show. Well, and before we conclude, if um, folks are out there and want to learn more about you, uh, I'm sure you have social yeah. media pages. Absolutely. You can look me up, James Jurdy, on Facebook, James Jurdy on Instagram, IMDb. So, uh, and they most even find Danger One on Instagram, Facebook, and hopefully everyone will go out and see the movie. Well, I for one will. And James, it's been an absolute pleasure. It has been my pleasure, and I can't thank you enough, sir. And to all the listeners out there, my guest talked about the importance of staying humble and grateful, and that's how I feel right now, having this kind of a guest. Well, this is your host, Stephen Brittingham. I'll see you on another episode of Hollywood and Beyond. Thank you.